I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the pregame with Jubilee. Hey, this is the pregame, and you are listening to me, Jubilee. I'm at Red Bull Studios with the one and only Lauren Flax. We are going to talk about Detroit. How we feel about New York right now, finding yourself through music and her new record and House of Yes and all the wonderful things we know each other from and love about the city. And then we're going to get a little mix from her as well. So let's do this.
lights out there in the stars Heavenly body gravity Pulling me, pulling me, pulling me You and me dancing in between Five from a roll of infinity Once we lost but now we found Purpose coming back around
Lauren Flax, aka Flaxy Poo, aka Snoop Dinkle, Snoop Dinkle, <laughs> aka <laughs> Lady Miss Lulu. Oh yeah, and uh, my new one is uh, Wu Tangle. Wu Tangle. I've known you for so long. <clears throat> I know, dude. Um, the first time I ever met Lauren Flax was at a drum and bass party called Direct Drive, and she put her shoe in the tip cup, and the bartender got really mad. I don't remember that. <laughs> Not surprise me. Just letting you guys. Oh, know I that. do remember now. At Rothko. Yes. 
Yeah, and she was so mad, and then we became friends afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you lived with a, you used to live with a bunch of friends that I had, and then I yeah. met you through them, and yeah. then like we were like drum and bass jungle nerds. Yeah, and on message boards and just like running around the Lower East Side when we were children. Yep, and I lived right on Rivington, Rivington and Clinton. Yeah, yep, yeah, and um, so I've known you forever. You came from Chicago. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Were you in SF too or no? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You came from Chicago, but you're originally from Detroit. Yep. And I feel like you just put out this record on Nervous that like went back to Detroit. I've been channeling some of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's time. Yeah, I think it is too. And you've always been on some like house wave, which is like your shit. Oh, yeah, always. Like always from day one. Yeah. But I feel like this specific record out of all the records I've listened to that are yours that are a lot um this like really channels like that time I'm moving this mic because I can't really see (laughs) I want to look at your face (laughs) (laughs) um and how do you how is it weird to you that like everybody's romanticizing Detroit right now I mean it's nothing new yeah, everybody's always obsessed about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it, sure. You know, this summer when I was in Berlin, I was like having lunch with some friends, and one of the girls was like, "Why would you ever leave Detroit?" I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like it was. I watched both my houses neighbor, like my neighbor's houses burn down, literally burn down. And I sat down, on yeah. my roof with a forty, and like it didn't. It was all normal. That yeah. was normal. I was like, no, there was no public transit. This was like. It wasn't a functioning, and it's still, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's still Detroit, but it is coming back a little bit. But. Is your family there? Did the, <clears throat> did you all move to Chicago, or was that just you? Just me. Yeah, my my parents and sister uh, are all in Georgia, and then my other sister is still in Detroit, like a couple miles north. Because I feel like you go back there like every once in a while, like once a year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people think that about Detroit. They're like, oh, why would you ever leave It's there? the coolest. Yeah, you know what, dude? It's and not like, cool. Hey, guess like, what? My yeah. friend doesn't have electricity that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dude, my apartment was like, I lived above a bondage bar. This is when I got kicked out of my house when I was like 17. For being gay. Um, <laughs> and I moved down to Hamtramck. And it was above a bondage bar across the street from a medium security prison. And that is where I watched, like, my the neighbor's houses burn down. And it was just like, but that was normal. I didn't know anything else. Yeah. You know, but that's why I went to Chicago. I was like, maybe I want to hail a cab, you know? Like, maybe I want, like, public transit. Maybe, maybe I want to, like, I wanna be around gay people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are plenty of gays in Detroit, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you got kicked out of your house literally for that. And you moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then you started DJing there. No, I started DJing in 97. I was a resident at Motor. In Detroit? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 97 or 98? Like, that was my first, like, I started DJing and three months later I got a residency there. That's when I was a jungle DJ. Yep. A junglist. And I even have, like, jungle queen, like, in <laughs> Japanese kanji on my arms. <laughs> yeah, but, like, let's not laugh at the Japanese kanji on your arms, because what else do you have on your arms right now? Well, okay, it's not as bad as the ass <laughs> farting the word science on my leg that I got during Hurricane Sandy. Wait, I did not. Where is that one? Hold on. We're going to have to post a photo it's of this or co- something. I'm going to get it covered up. Along with a million other ones. Why? I love that. Oh, my God. I do not remember you getting that. 
that, but that is... Well, I don't remember getting it. Well, I kind of do, but, you know. It's an it's ass just... farting the word science. Yes. Just so you guys know. Because I, remember, I do remember, like, <laughs> trying to come up with something. I was like, I really want something smart. <laughs> and my friend was like, all right, I'm going to draw something. And he drew that. And I was like, that is really smart. <laughs> that is a great idea. So when we tattooed it on each other and... And I got two other tattoos, and I'm like, who the fuck is Doug? Why is there, why is Doug tattooed on my leg right now? Who's, I don't know a Doug. You were having a night. I was, well, we were all like hunkered down. It was the night of Hurricane Sandy, so we first had a lock-in at Pearl's, and then the doors were like, like going crazy. So Betsy was like, I think everyone should go home before this gets really bad, and whatever. So we all went down the street to our friend's house and just... Drink got all, drank, tattooed weird drank shit all on each night. other. I mean, I had the time of my life during Hurricane Sandy, but the next day, I was like, oh, shit. I think, well, uh, that was kind of the story of Florida. Like, growing up, there was always a hurricane, and, like, it was kind of routine mm. where, like, it was this thing where, like, 80% of the time, like, nothing would really happen. Yeah. But you'd get off school, and you'd yeah, get yeah. off work, and yeah. you'd have a hurricane party. Yeah. But there were definitely a lot of times where we... Raged. I mean, there's no lights. There's no electricity. Yeah. The only thing you can do is drink yeah, and exactly. be an asshole. It's like the blackout. Were you guys here during the yeah. blackout? <laughs> I had so much fun. Yeah, me like, too. I Until started... I was hungover before I slept. And yeah. then I was like, fuck, there's no AC. Like, I mean, I was only freaking out when all the beer was warm at that point. Like, It was like day <laughs> yeah. three and there was no cold beer. But I did go up to my... This is when I lived on the Lower East Side. I did go up to my roof and like saw like big chunks, the lights of Manhattan, like big chunks chunks of them come back on yeah and then we got our lights on last in manhattan so clearly we were the drunkest and everybody was like (laughs) (laughs) it was like so much fun i had just moved here and that happened like and like it wasn't that long after 9-11 so like everyone freaked out like immediately Mm. and i was really lucky because i lived in the city and I had this job at ABC Furniture. That was my first job in New York City. Wow. <laughs> and um, we just, so I was able to walk home, but like my coworkers had to like walk over bridges and like. Yeah. But everybody was so, like that was actually like a really cool moment for me in New York because I had kind of just gotten here and it was like doing the most to me. Yeah. Like financially and mentally. Like it was so, I was learning how hard it was to live here. Mm. But everyone was so collected and so calm. Yeah. And like there were literally like random people directing traffic. Like everyone was just like, all these restaurants were like giving out food and beer because they knew it was just all going to go bad. Yeah, so they yeah. were just like, here, like the whole city was just like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like, let's just party and like play yeah. football on the street and like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And it was kind of this really cool thing when I moved here where I was like, damn, everyone here, is, if this happened in Florida, everyone would be such a dick to each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this would never happen like this anywhere <laughs> else, you know? But I feel like I, I moved, that was like in like 2003 because I literally had just, I didn't even have a couch yet, I remember. Like, I had just moved into this apartment and we were sitting on the floor like lighting candles and I was mm. listening to the streets in my disc man. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Until the batteries ran out. <laughs> and then you were like, shit, I don't have shit or shit. Like, yeah. when you, the whole city loses power, you're just like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was so hot. Yeah, it was. I remember how hot it was. But I've been, I've been, because I just released this album, people have been asking me a lot about when I first moved to New York mm. and how I met people. Mm. And a lot of it was like through message boards. Yeah, for sure. As I well. had my whole crew from message boards. From, right. Well, for me, it was Makeout Club. 
Yeah, makeout club. I wasn't that big into makeout club, but lipstick and cigarettes. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was another good one. Yeah, you were like really good at the internet before I, memes <laughs> were even like a thing. Yeah, I, I was. Really like, you just like you were like pre-meme. <laughs> you like have like your own. Can like, you just put that in, on my like tombstone? No, I will. You were though. You always had some funny Photoshop like photo of yourself or somebody, and like yeah, that's when I was like always like taking pictures of myself on a toilet or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. Like what? I, life's not that serious. So. Yeah, it was like you were like this internet like person on the internet that my friends were friends with that also happened to be a really sick DJ <laughs> and like make tunes, which is cool as fuck. And you're a pre-meme. <laughs> and I was pre-meme. Yeah. Lauren yeah. Fox was pre-meme. <laughs> so I like I feel like that's how I remember you as like and you were pre you also um were pre-funny tattoo before that was a thing as well, which you just talked about. But really? Yeah, I feel like you had that, yeah, totally shrimp or whatever it was. Oh, wait, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like a prawn. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember you got this polar bear with an umbrella. Yeah, I went to go get a polar bear and my friend was like, yo, can can you have a parasol? I'm like, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? why you it? don't even need to ask that. <laughs> I was like, why does it have a umbrella? And you were like, because it's raining. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Anyways. <laughs> so I met you through drum and bass and then But you always made house music. Yeah. Even um, I was making electro. I think it's uh, Oh yeah, yeah, you had that Latigra remix that I always used to play. Yeah. And that was I guess you could call it house, you can call it electro, but it was electro know. at yeah, the okay. time. Okay. Yeah, I was really I was a big fan of Electro. That was like the first records I was buying were like drum and bass. And then, like, whatever electro... I mean, I was obsessed. I mean, I still... I mean, like, people like Doppler Effect and, you know, old inter- interdimensional transmissions. All, like, that stuff is just still so good. It's it still so good and it adult, always will be. Adult, you know? I love adults <clears throat> so much. Like, yeah, I feel like that was, like, really, really, really MySpace, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like at the time that those parties in New York were popping off. MySpace was also popping off. <laughs> and haircut MySpace haircuts were also popping off. And, and angles. It, yeah. That's yeah. When the angles I, were I was just talking right? about this how like people had the selfie down but like with a yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But yeah. the angle was like very necessary. Like people had the angle down. Yeah. Like with like a little point and shoot baby camera. Yeah. Yep. And then the sidekick came out. The sidekick that like I did not get off of ever. I know. Sidekick was the first <laughs> phone that had instant messenger on it. That yeah. like so everyone was like constantly on instant messenger. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. It was the beginning of the end. But mm. I loved all that. Like I loved Adult. I loved Mount Sims. There were like all these like totally crazy. obviously Fisher Spooner peaches. Yeah. You know, like and how did you <clears throat> you were like involved in Fisher Spooner for a minute. Yeah. It was the tour DJ. You were their tour DJ. Oh, it, was, it was me and Casey. It was before Casey started DJing. Yeah. So it'd be like I would play the music and he would just look fabulous and get on the mic sometimes and it yeah. was so he's so fun to travel with. He's, he's the, the best. best dude ever. Yeah. Yeah. He was and he does like theater now and like he's doing He's always done everything. Like doing a million things. Yeah, yeah. I mean he went to art school and did all that stuff and with Warren Fisher too. So it's I remember you toured with Fisher Spooner and then you started Creep. 
Mm-hmm. And then you <clears throat> you toured on that for like a minute. Yeah, that was a good three years. And now you're like back to learn flax. Back. Yeah, I had to, to take a little step back and collect my mentality because learning about the music industry and like sometimes music isn't enough. You know, yeah. I mean? you have to have a really strong team behind you to to push the music that you make out there. And you know, Lauren and I went through some really difficult. You know, I'm not even going to get into it, but it was just, you know, you got the worst of the business. We got the worst of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm still we're still working through um, some of those things now. But um, but it just I just had to take a step back from it all for a minute. Yeah. Just like it. I fucking love DJing now. I feel like I loved it before, but I didn't focus on it so much because I always felt like my livelihood, my like passion is is playing live and it still is. Um but like it, it's shifted a bit now. So like I'm just more focused on on dance production and yeah, learning and growing. But that's like, like I'm a baby where you started. Like. Yeah, true. You know, and also <clears throat> well, I started playing jewel covers on my acoustic guitar. If we want to get <laughs> wait, I think specific. I actually might know that. <laughs> yeah, because I used to like you used to post it. videos playing on the guitar. Like speed jewel. I would do like speed jewel. <laughs> I, she you know she Down. taught me how to finger pick. <laughs> jewel did. Yeah. Not personally. No, but like you learn <laughs> like, how to like jewel. Like, although I do love her snaggle tooth, but um, you know. Yeah. Did she ever fix that? I probably hate- no. She no. Didn't. Steven's in this room, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Steven Clavier from yeah. la- the pa- last two weeks. He's our jewel. Uh, you know. Um, I feel like I hate when artists fix their teeth. Yeah, me too. Like, there's been a couple of artists that I really like that have fixed their teeth recently, like Cardi B, and I'm like, no, yeah. but you were like. So special with yeah. your teeth like that. Nothing beats a snaggle. I love a snaggle. <laughs> I love a good snaggle. Seriously, <laughs> snaggle. Patricia Arquette. Get yeah. out of town. I would marry that snaggle. <laughs> you should be Snoop Snaggle. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Done. Um, I also feel like right now is like kind of this return of appreciating the DJ. Mm. Yeah. Like there's a lot of DJs that are doing really well now. Not necessarily here, but overseas. A few here, like, just from their DJ sets and from radio for the first time in a while. Yeah. And I like that because DJing, listen, you can make all the tracks forever, but you'll see your favorite producer play a DJ set and just be like, fuck, why? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and some people, like, like Ellie was just here um, last show, and he's just such a great DJ and also makes great tunes. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. But DJing is the first thing he did, so it's like yeah. And and now that you're having this like comeback of loving to DJ, I think that that's yeah. And I think it it might be. I mean, I hope it's noticeable now because I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just starting to feel tapped in. Yeah, to things in myself that I'm not. I I didn't. It's hard to explain, but I just yeah. I guess like feeling tapped in. Is well, like, you're turning into an adult. And you're learning that this is like shut up. Your whole no, we all are. We this is our career and like yeah, no, for sure. Well, what we like you've done this more than half your life. Like you've done this like your whole life. Yeah, this is like the one thing that has stuck with you since you got kicked out of your house. Yeah, which I want. I do want to add that my parents have come around. They have and accepted my gayness. <laughs> they put the anus and gayness. Um, 
No, I love you, Peter and Donna Flex. <laughs> You're great people. You're great. Uh, although we are not talking right now because they voted for Trump. So uh, I think that's, that's going on with a lot of families right now. Yeah. So if this is. Yeah. But it, it will come around as well when you're proven right, which might not be the best thing God, for the world. I, I don't but... want to be proven right here. It would be great if <laughs> yeah, I right? could just keep my rights and everybody just gets jobs and <clears throat> I could abort anything. <laughs> just abort the soda <laughs> yeah. and the charging of my phone right here yeah. and my yeah. glass of Prosecco that's <laughs> next to me. Just abort it all. Oh, this, I also, this Prosecco is getting me life, actually. So <laughs> Yeah, don't please don't this, abort Don't abort me, Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should abort myself at some point, <laughs> but whatever. I feel like right now, like, we're recording this, and by the time it's being listened to, we'll be a little afterwards, but... Who knows what's going to happen by the time this one goes up. Yeah. Well, this is coming <laughs> right before the inauguration. Yeah. Right? So okay. it's kind of like a crazy time because I feel like I had this really funny conversation with a friend of mine named Mary Choi where I texted her and I was like, hey, um, do you feel bad that like you're working your ass off and kind of killing it while all this shit's going on? And she mm. was like, she just... Like texted me back like a bunch of capitalized ha 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 for like a whole page. Yeah. And then was like, we're making art and we're getting paid for it. And like, that's our rebellion. Yeah. And fuck all these people. Yeah, there's nothing more true than that. Yeah. And it just like kind of makes me want to do more and like do things like this and find people like you and other DJs and just like work with them even more because totally and up and and like younger people yeah and like have more of a support system because we live in the United States and they don't give a shit about us they don't give a shit about the arts exactly we're slackers that should get a day job you know what I mean they don't understand that we are actually working as many hours if not more than them but not always getting paid yeah you know what I mean like yeah I think the biggest meanwhile we work around the clock yeah. Like we like when people ask me like what my hours of the day is, I'm like twenty four literally twenty four seven. Yeah. And I think anyone that's doing this can say the same. There's yeah. no turning off. You wake up, there's emails. Yeah. It's four in the morning, there's emails from Europe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's always like some shit. Yeah. You know? And and it's cool because we get to be creative, but we are we have to constantly be creative. It's a huge hustle. To keep it going. But obviously we wouldn't do Anything else? I mean, I might be an animal cop, but like, music is an animal cop. You know, like an animal cop. You know, like you've never watched that show. It's like like, a cop with an animal. No, like they look for people that are abusing animals. Oh yeah, and it's federal. You know, you go and arrest them and save the animals. And I think that my one job, like if I wasn't doing this, would like be to work at the zoo. (laughs) Yeah, but like a good zoo. Yeah. Yeah, like, not one of the ones that beat elephants and no. Yeah, uh, there's a zoo by my house called Lion Country Safari, and if you ever look at my Instagram when I'm in Florida, I'm usually there. No, you made me start following them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's CWF Miami. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good Instagram account. Um, so good. I want to go there. Really and bad. like, there was this girl last. I was just there, like after Thanksgiving, and there was this girl feeding all the pelicans. Mm. And like in my head, I was like, I just wouldn't mind feeding these pelicans every day. Like, <laughs> if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I would definitely be doing animal things. Can like, we talk about the baby giraffe that you were just hanging out with? Oh, Bobby! <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was my return visit. What's, yeah, what's up with Bobby? That's at Lion Country Safari. There's a, por- a part. Basically, what it is, it's like a drive-through safari. 
and there are zebras and uh, ostriches are ruthless man they yeah. just like peck the shit out of your car yeah they're terrifying um there's lions there's i saw rhinos are so crazy looking yeah they look like they're like three thousand years old <laughs> um and they're right there like they're right like you shouldn't roll the window down, but I kind of have. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> have to get a better look at you. Um, so there is this part where you can go feed this baby giraffe. Yeah, and like it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, do. they're like so magical looking. They're just like, you know, whether you believe in God or not, then you see some sort of animal like that, and you're just like, okay, something's up there because yeah, that thing good. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like, who made that? <laughs> you know, like something made. That animal. It has like a 20 foot tongue. Yeah, the, that was that's the crazy <laughs> part of feeding it. Like it grabs it with its tongue like like I don't know, like a snake or something, yeah. you know? And it's so fucking weird because its tongue's like the size of your head oh, also. God, I just want to hug it. I know, it's Not so tongue, lovable the whole, looking. The just the whole giraffe. Yeah. yeah. And that was Bobby, and I went and I visited him last time and I like he he was a good vibe. And um so I just went Again to go see him. <laughs> he was there, Bobby. <laughs> but my dad always puts the lettuce in his mouth so he could like give Bobby a kiss. I like, would do that every yeah, time. Oh yeah. my god, I have it on video. Like my dad is like one of the kinds of people that like kisses the dog all day and like grosses you out. You know? Yeah. So he'll kiss the giraffe. Too. Have I met your parents? No, but you should. I know. We sh- I was going to be your mom's plus one to scope, right? In, <laughs> yeah, in they came to Art Basel and they were just like, this is all really weird. I'm like, yeah, it's art. Like, like right now the world sucks. It's dark as fuck. Like, it all really this art. was fucking hard to be down there this year. Yeah, it, it was. was just- it was actually like, I feel like because Art Basel this year was the Oakland fire happened. And I feel like every time some crazy tragedy happens, I'm like somewhere. Yeah where I'm supposed to be having all this fun and, like, doing all this stuff and, like, you know the shit's going on in the back of your head. And it's such, like, a weird thing because clearly me and you were hanging out when we found out about this and having fun. Yeah. But then you're like, okay, how do we, like, deal with this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, where do you put it? How do you unpack it? And I don't know, the sense of rich, wealthy, you know, being... I don't know. It just felt so strange. Well, we've also, like, we've been doing this and known each other forever. And, like, Mm. we've played a million parties like that. Like, we've played... Me and... I lived in a place like that, you know? So, like, it's just kind of one of those things where we're like, fuck. Like, this could have been avoided, but, like, this is kind of what we have to do right now. Yeah. Like, even, like... we still have to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you have to work and, like, you have to find alternatives to, like, some some stupid club that's gonna judge everybody and mm. like be mean to people that are different and luckily we played places that were like really chill down to earth yeah I mean luckily we're in New York City where like there has to be some sort of acceptance mm. to things and yeah it's like that in California but and other places but not like it is here like here it's like for the mo- I mean yeah we, we do get our occasional like stupid venue that does something stupid and horrible that makes me never want to go back there again but we won't get into that <laughs> but for the most part like you can get kind of weird here and it's like okay and people want it but it's 
the more New York gets gentrified, the more that's getting phased out. Yeah. <clears throat> so you I know? have fun burping this Prosecco. Or drinking Prosecco and, and just burping. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to believe that, like, quote unquote, New York is obviously not over. I mean, there's so much going on. It's I don't insane. think so either. It's just shifting and we're going through our shifts again and we need to find, you know, obviously the the accessible, affordable places to live is going to change just like it always has. Yeah. And and it's just like the perfect example. Obviously, House of Yes, what they're doing is I different than most most clubs. Could not agree more on that one. Yeah. It's pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And um, they're just like really... They're pushing it and encouraging it as well. It's yeah. not just like get oh, freaky. What can we get away with? It's like no, no it's like, like get, what can we do, extra feel comfortable, be safe with each other. And yeah, yeah. There just good. needs to be more venues like that. It sucks because Elvis Guest House closed and like. Oh, I don't even think I've ever been there. It was kind of like the the long last standing bar in the East Village that had a relationship with a lot of artists, and you could kind of if you called them and was like, "Hey, it's my birthday." And I'm gonna have these big DJs, but not tell anybody. They'd be down, and mm. like the door guy would like make sure no assholes came in. And like, yeah, even though yeah. it was the East Village, you know, like they were very like friendly to what's going on. Oh, that's cool. And kind yeah. of like a really important bar. Yeah. And it sucks that they're leaving the East Village because that was kind of the only place there that was really doing that. Well, are they move? Are they gonna reopen somewhere I else? I hope so. Yeah. I'm assuming they will. <clears throat> But we'll find out. Yeah, I honestly have you been to Lady Fag's party on Sunday at Great. Flash Factory? I haven't. I've been to the <clears throat> the um the other one, the Slake one. Oh, um, Holy Mountain. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I played with you. Oh and yeah, the, and the girl from the knife. <laughs> yeah, Karen. That was crazy. Yeah, I was like, I'm was sitting a, next to like so a goddess funny. right now. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know if I should even talk about this because it was just. Tell me, she's not gonna be embarrassed. But like, Karen was like standing up on the table, and we were all just getting wasted, whatever, we were having a great time. And I remember she, she was just up on the table, and she was just like arms up, dancing in her one piece leopard outfit or whatever the fuck it was. And then she just fell like off the whole thing, <laughs> oh, no. on it, fell flat on the ground, and then just got right back up, got back up, and was just like, yeah, like that's like nothing. That's Karen. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was crazy because like I love her and. I was just kind of like, this person sings like a lot of songs that I really like, and she's sitting here in this leopard outfit, like yeah. drinking champagne with us. Yeah, and that cool. party is just like her, like Lady Fag's parties are just like so they're on it, on it, and weird, and they're organized in this crazy way. Like she she figured out nightlife DJ wise, like yeah. she's like and host this wise, time. like I'll, yeah, yeah, like she just kind of like. Has it down, yeah. and it was super cool to like be a part of that when I played for her, and she's awesome. I well. went to her party at Shemansky on Saturday. Saturday, it was so good. Really, even even literally the side room, which I hated, and I did not want to play in when it was verboten. They didn't. Um, it, there's still sound bleed, which is obviously the most shitty thing about it. Yeah. But like they stripped everything down. They like have the stage now and like the DJ is more accessible and it's just everything about it was so much better people were climbing on walls it was just completely different vibe like I, I was surprised that you could come that's back that's cool from and it was Saturday night yeah it was because anything awesome. can go at that yeah that place yeah yeah <laughs> like I mean the sound was incredible they got all new sound in there and the sound wasn't bad before either yeah but um yeah it's good 
I'm like so fucking thankful that that guy was like, and we're gonna keep this underground. We're not gonna do a Pasha situation. Yeah. Like we're not gonna fucking yeah, do. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with that place. It seems like I'm thankful. I'm looking at the programming. It's looking, you know, and they're supporting local talent. And yeah. I'm thankful. So hopefully That's they continue good. that. And it seems like there's people there, but I was only there the one. I can't wait to have you DJ on the show. I don't know what you're going to play. I don't either. But I'm ready for it. Me too. <laughs> Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, that's a good question. Just SoundCloud uh, slash Lord Flax or um, Facebook slash, I think it's Lord Flax Official, which is really lame. Snoop Dinkle. Snoop, yeah, just uh, just search for Snoop Dinkle. <laughs> just say it in the mirror three times and I will be right behind it's you. It's true, you guys. <laughs> when you think of her, she shows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you and let's do this with your DJ set and find her on the internet because she's the best. Thanks, Jubes. <laughs> Jubes. <laughs> Right cheek, right cheek, you
Take your CD and your fake hair having ugly with no makeup, contact lyrics wearing fake dress and take a step.
game with Jubilee on Thump. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.